often when we come to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, we recognize immediately that these are Advent texts or texts leading up to Christmas or texts about the child to be born at Christmas time, as we call it. For unto us a child is born, which is echoed in the words of the angels. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And we know this text, it signals how close we are to the Christmas words. But what I want to do is go back and take this text here in its wider context and spend several sessions on the entire unit from Isaiah 9, 1 through 7. So let's read the entire section and see what the Lord has for us in this prophecy of Isaiah. And keep in mind, this is being written hundreds of years, maybe 700 years before the events that we're going to see fulfilling it. There will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. We'll come back to these things so you can have some more particular idea of what he's talking about. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy as at the harvest, as they are glad when, the, when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken, as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So we go back to the very beginning and he says, there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. Now, the, the previous chapter ends like this. So just preceding 9.1 comes 8.22. They will look to the earth, but behold, distress and darkness, gloom of anguish. And they will be thrust into thick darkness. So judgment was pronounced upon Israel. And so often, just after we hear a pronouncement of judgment and we feel that all is despairing and lost for Israel, comes the next word. But 
there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. These are two tribes, right? These are the names of two of the sons of Jacob and the name of the people that flowed from them and then the name of the land that was apportioned to them in the northern part of Israel. In the former time, and this is, this is a vague time, and here's a vague time, and I think the author Isaiah means for us not to be too particular here, although we can point to particulars. He wants us to think that formerly gloom, in the end, glory. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea. If we want to see the former gloom, it would probably be this in Second Kings fifteen twenty nine. In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, Tiglath-Pileser, the king of Assyria, came and captured Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and he carried the people away captive to Assyria. That was an absolutely devastating blow. There was great gloom. But now, those were the former times. Now comes the latter time for Naphtali and for Zebulun and that part of Israel. And it says he has made glorious the way of the sea. They were both located around the sea of Galilee, the land beyond the Jordan. They were both located there and Glory is going to come instead of gloom. You go from gloom to glory. And he doesn't yet say how. We're going to see how in just a moment as Matthew in the New Testament quotes verse 2 here and shows that Christ is ultimately in view here. So gloom is going to be replaced with glory in the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations or Galilee of the Gentiles. What's the reason for calling these two Jewish tribal lands located in and around Galilee, Galilee of the nations? And I suspect it's because these were the lands that bordered on those northern uh, Gentile nations. In a sense, you might say this was the place where the people of Israel and the nations were porous. The border was porous. And so when Jesus comes and fulfills this promise of glory for this place, it probably does have implications that he's coming not just for Israel, but for the nations as well. And so here's the way Isaiah puts this event. The people who walked in darkness, this darkness of gloom, have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. Now, if you wonder how much does Isaiah understand about Christ as the light, verse 6 is the ground clause this is Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born. That's the ground for what he's saying here. So Isaiah knows more than just a vague sense that somehow light's going to come. Isaiah has said 
many things and will say many things about the nature of the one who is bringing the light. So let's go see how Matthew describes it. Here's Matthew 4. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, John the Baptist, he withdrew into Galilee and leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which is there in the northern part on the Sea of Galilee. He lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali. He chose to go there so that this is Jesus knowing the prophecies and intending to fulfill them. He's intentionally going to be the light that was promised and the glory that would be revealed so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, which we just read in Isaiah 9, 1 and 2, might be fulfilled. And then he quotes it. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. In other words, here's a message that is probably coming. This light is coming both for the Jew and the Gentile. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. That's Christ now. And for those dwelling in the region of the shadow of death, on them light has dawned. And from that time on, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So if you want to be a part of the light instead of the gloom and darkness, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Peter helps us grasp how the prophets thought when they gave prophecies like this. Concerning the salvation that Jesus brought, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you us Christians, in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. So the point is that the prophets searched and inquired what person or time the Spirit was indicating, but they didn't know fully what they were referring to. So when it says here, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And when it says in 9, 6, for unto us a son is born, he knows that somehow there's going to be a Messiah who's going to come. Darkness is going to be dispelled and deep darkness put away and light is going to shine and gloom will be replaced with glory. But more than that, he didn't know too much. Although when you get to chapter 53 of Isaiah, oh my, on him will be our sins. All of us like sheep have gone astray, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So Isaiah had an astonishing picture of what was to come. We will see more as we take up these next verses next time.